Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time Co. Well, it's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Gangsta Time. <laughs> what up, Chris? Hey, buddy. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad to be back. These uh, twice a weeks have been fun, man. Doing the show a little bit more often has always been a little fun. Uh, I'm so yeah. glad to be here again. Full house, almost. We're missing a couple things, to be honest. But you know what? We're actually... Excited. We have both manga and American comics to talk about this week. So let's get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram as well. Oh. Also on Twitter. NY Chillin'. That's with an E-N at the end. Oh, That's yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Brian's... Uh, social media you can find him at b.esp on twitter and instagram uh the dot is spelled out so uh remember that uh he has a twitch stream that he likes to play video games on so follow him at twitch.tv slash it's punchline uh if you guys want to talk to us at all directly to us our direct line is newjumpcitypod at gmail.com uh email us with anything you guys want us to talk to us about uh suggestions recommendations uh, ways to make the show uh, better for you guys. Uh, we'd love to hear some feedback and uh, what you guys think about the show. So please email us or comment on whatever video you're watching. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are on there. The audio versions usually come out first. So uh, subscribe to us on there uh, or subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. We have video versions. Uh, all that stuff, a uh, little highlight breakouts of all your favorite series. So follow us on that stuff. And I think that's it. I think that's all. Without further ado, let's get into the show proper. One Piece. Yes. This is One Piece, chapter 1028. Uh, Snake. Wait, what was this thing? Oh, sorry. You got me slipping. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I didn't have it up. <laughs> Snake, snake. Uh, yeah. Oh, first of all, pretty cool color page. Um, but yeah, this is uh, ten thousand and uh, one thousand twenty-eight. Brachiosnakes. Uh, so last we left off, Momonosuke has been uh, tasked with creating dragon clouds so he can uh, pull Onigashima away from uh, Wano, which is about to drop on top of it. Uh, we had Luffy reigniting his battle with Kaido. We've had uh, Zoro having a little trouble with King uh, on his battle. And um, now we are opening with a pretty big bombshell, actually. Uh, we open up with the CP0 Aegis, who are just chilling still. They're just like not really doing much, <laughs> vibing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them took a call. You can actually see it. Something I didn't notice, and I wish I could have. I, I I wish I did, and I would have known who was on the phone. You can see his snail phone with his dumb, stupid goatee that he has. Uh, his uh, could have been anyone's goatee. Yeah, the Den Den Mushi is what it's called. Um, and he's talking. Uh, the, one of the Aegis guys is talking to uh, someone on the phone, and this guy is talking about how uh. There is a dragon here now, and it's not a friend of Kaido's, so, you know. Nope. 
pretty good. Like, no matter what happens, these pirates are going to destroy it. One very strong pirate is going to get taken out by the other, and uh, that doesn't really bug the world government all that much. Uh, but the person who was on the phone has bigger fish to fry. He actually reveals that uh, on the freak chance that Kaido actually loses, the world government plans to uh, take under its direct control the nation of Wano. Uh, I think one of us called that. Maybe Brian? <laughs> Yeah, that, I want to say it was right. Yeah, that the world government would just immediately pull up and be like, this is ours now. Uh, and to be fair, I, I guess we should have seen that coming as well. Uh, they're already on their way, which is how thirsty they are. It's pretty wild. Right. Uh, uh, is that one on the, in the distance? Yeah. No, you, right. They're just on their way. Yeah, they're just on. You could tell by like the waters that they're close because Wano has different. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wano <laughs> special yeah. like that. It's like a whole different world, honestly. Um, but yeah, as they're pulling up, uh, uh, this guy also reveals that there's one more order. And it's revealed that it's Rob Lucci giving the orders here. And uh, he uh, uh, orders this dude to, uh, at some point, take Robin away from everyone. Because... Again, the cipher pole is thirsty for Robin as well. Like they've been chasing this girl forever, and they're like, "Right, that's what the Water Seven arc was about, right?" Yeah, not Water Seven. Uh, what do CP what? No, it's Water Seven slash Annie's okay. Lobby. Annie's Lobby. Okay, yeah, it tends to get uh, all all of that stuff is technically the Water Seven arc, but okay, yeah. Yeah, so, one of the greatest arcs of all time. Whoa, man, love it, love it to this day. Uh, and yeah, so people are after Robin again. Uh, will they get her? I don't know. She's she's chilling with Brooke right now, so they'd have to. She's go like, it's so good to have you around, Brooke. And he's like, yo, like everything is all merry, which makes me feel like, damn, damn, they might take her. Are we gonna have a water seven part two? No, I when did they go all the way back and say, yo, yeah. They won't be bringing. We, we will wait for you back there. We're gonna run that fade back. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> well, they can't go to Annie's lobby because it's destroyed now. Remember the Buster call that they. they oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Annie's lobby was its own island, right? Yeah. Now it was, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was a judicial island where everybody who goes there is pretty much automatically guilty. So you know, it's more of a f- like a formality than anything you have to go through there, uh, and then you just get charged guilty and then you go through the gates of justice where nobody can follow you because there's neptunians everywhere uh it's pretty wait hold hold, hold on and 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 you know what let's not veer off too much man we'll save that conversation for another time okay um in any case momonosuke is panicking because he doesn't know how to produce dry uh, flame clouds uh he's in um but he's, you know, trying to he's trying to keep it going despite the fact that he's so scared. He's like, if I do not do this, countless people will die. So he keeps trying. Uh, Yamato is noticeably not with him because we actually see him climbing up the Onigashima as it's still moving. Uh, apparently, he left Momonosuke with the task of creating flame clouds in order to pull uh, Onigashima away while he goes over to the massive armory to fucking take care of the countless explosives that are there that already makes a, a shit situation somehow worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, 
Like, listen, it's going to be devastating. <laughs> no However, it's going to be if, twice if X, Y, and Z is left to be alone, then it's yeah, yeah. Come on. I guess it's a di- it's a difference between having an anvil drop on your head as opposed to several atomic bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No, real talk. Uh, an island that size dropping on Onigashima would probably destroy the entire island of Wano. Yeah. yeah. By itself. Yeah, but the, with the explosions, maybe it would just. Dis- I don't know. Maybe it would cause an explosion it. so great. <laughs> that it'll, that. Fuck, it'll fuck up the ozone layer? I don't know. <laughs> Something. It's just an extra fuck you. Know. <laughs> you know? It's like, and there's explosives on this. Uh, That's what I thought. I, I, all right, so look, we're not just going on. Ten, well, I'm not. I'm not just going off on a tangent for no reason. Yeah. Listen, my thought was, Yamato, do you really have to do something about those bombs? Because it's it's going to be pretty dire regardless of this shit drops. What I the guess. fuck is some extra bombs going to do? Well, I guess like, like the, what worse? I guess <laughs> the thinking is that the Onigashima itself by itself will destroy just the flower capital of Wano. But the explosives probably. That's it. Yeah, I guess Wano's a big enough place. There's different provinces and all that stuff. Uh, I guess. Yeah, it is a huge island. Yeah, so like the explosives will just probably even exacerbate that damage. So that's, I guess, that's the thinking. It just seems that way. Like, all right, I think like it's fucked either way. <laughs> like it's not great. Um, but anyway, uh, Yamato gets to the surface and goes into his full beast form, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I like the little flames. around. You know what it reminds me of? That one game where you play as, like, I guess the Ninetale Fox or whatever. I forget the name uh, of the game. Amaterasu? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's the name of Okami. the character. Yeah. Yeah, reminds yeah, me of Okami. yeah, And it's like a, he's like a painter or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I never played the game, but I know of it. Yeah, I ne- I don't think I, I I think I played it. I never owned it. I played it because it's like maybe at a friend's house or something. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Back at the personally, house. this reminded me of that Digimon character. Oh oh, I don't uh, know what you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking about when Shit. it was it was that season where it was like only three of them. Yeah, it was like kind of darker, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it was dark. It, it was, was, was like real, in the real world. Yeah, it was, it was in the real it was world. In the new digital ass world, that was for sure. Well, the digital world existed. That's how you the the thing, the whole premise of the show is that this is the real world, and the digital world actually exists in the real world. And like, but the, that's what it was. Okay, okay. So it wasn't. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's somehow the okay. plot of every American adaption to like a Sonic game or whatever. It's just like it turns out this thing's real. <laughs> uh, it's like the Smurfs, you know, like those Smurf movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but in any case, in my mind. back at the performance floor, Sanji is going in with Queen. They're just like exchanging hits. Uh, but Sanji is getting caught off guard because there's something off with his body. It's still affecting him. He's still like, fuck, what the fuck's going on? Uh, and Queen yeah, he has no swag. Yeah. He's yeah. lost it. Yeah. A swagless Sanji. What is that? What worth is that? Uh, Queen is like constantly trying to get him back into his raid suit. Uh, <laughs> zero. Zero. Uh, hey guys, if you're listening, we love you. Um, leave a rate, five stars, 
review, all of that. And if on YouTube, you get to see cool shit like me throwing up a zero. Oh, yeah. Your boy Sanji. Leave yeah. a like, comment, be like, yo, what up? You ever want to see Josh? Back. You ever want to see Josh form a perfect circle with his hands? That's only available on the video version. So get on it. That's it. New Jump City <laughs> on YouTube. Just type it in just like that. You'll see us. Yeah, you will. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. Queen is trying to get, desperately trying to get Sanji into his raid suit just because he wants to see it. Uh, he's very. Yeah, what a thirst boy. <laughs> thirst, thirstosaurus Rex. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's. He just keeps trying to. All right, let me stop. Because he's such a fucking science boy. Bunny in the face ass motherfucker. Look at him. (laughs) That's Barney with a cigar. Are you kidding me right now? It is Barney with a cigar. What are they doing, bro? (laughs) What is Oda doing, man? He's so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take a moment to look at this goofy shit. Like, I'm supposed to be taking. This is the one of the big bad guys? Yeah. This is the toughest person we've seen so far, aside from Kaido and King? Yeah, Josh. Hey, you need to understand. And red this, hair? This is exactly what a Brachiosaurus looks like. And you need to understand. Yo, he keeps saying it. They keep talking. It's, so, it's my favorite. It makes <laughs> me laugh every time. I don't know. Because Oda started this way back in like Annie's lobby where he made Kaku just be like, this is what giraffes do. <laughs> like, Yeah. And everybody's what? like, what? <laughs> Yo, what makes, all right, personally, what makes this additionally hilarious, and we brought this up before on the podcast, where it's like, we don't know what dinosaurs look like. But forget what we are saying, us novices, just speaking on our limited knowledge of dinosaurs. Re- actual recent research has suggested that dinosaurs probably look completely different from what we actually see them as. <laughs> like, they probably didn't look lizard-like at all. Yeah, you know. So Oda's taking like, some real is, liberties with that. <laughs> he is. I think it's actually funny because he's really saying funny. like, "Yeah, this is what a brontosaurus does," and everyone's like, "Yeah, I guess it's <laughs> it's true." I just my think there's a little part, bit more wit to it. I'll, I'll explain one my favorite part that made me laugh really hard in a few seconds. Okay, so Sanji okay. actually manages to hit Queen and send him flying backwards uh, quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> he grilled his stomach. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and um. Queen immediately responds by going into his full beast mode, his full bronchiosaurus mode. Uh, and he does this thing where he lines his body up in a perfect line. And it took me a while. I had to go to the One Piece wiki to really understand what just happened here. Yeah, I didn't understand what happened at all. So Please, like, no, please enlighten me. Queen seems to be able to detach his head and his tail from his body and slither it over to where Sanji is. And my favorite thing is that he manages to he he wraps Sanji around in his endless dinosaur neck, and he says, "Mwahaha, like a snake. He's like he's a snake right now." Yeah, he says, "Caught nappy. This is what a bronchiosaurus can do." And Sanji no, says, not. And, and Sanji <laughs> says, "Damn it! I had no idea." <laughs> Like his legit response. Oda's the they, greatest. They, they had no clue. Oda's the greatest and of all time. He is, man. He is. He's like, ah. <laughs> it's like he's literally like laughing at us. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, have, I'm gonna do whatever you want, uh, whatever I want. And, I'm and you like, have to take it serious <laughs> because the, this is one of the top three Straw Hat members against one of the best villains in the fucking series. Yeah, because, so far. 
Because even oh. my characters are like, this is ridiculous that this shouldn't be possible. <laughs> so, yeah, Sanji's wrapped up completely in this bronchiosaurus neck. And it's really squeezing him. Even with the color, color of armament, he can't really, like, protect himself from the squeezing. And not only that, Queen has cannons installed into the torso that he leaves behind because he's a he's a cyborg he's a scientist just like frankie did he's souped up his body with all these weapons his dinosaur ass body and it's also voice activated so every time he says brachio lasers (laughs) it shoots him like it shoots automatically regardless of the context he's saying brachio lasers (laughs) no way Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm going to wait for you to get to the part. I'm like, yeah, because, okay, the reason I mentioned that is because Queen goes into his, like, monologue where he explains what his body can do. And he's like, my favorite part also, he's just like, for a normal Brachiosaurus, that leftover material would be useless. <laughs> material. <laughs> like, bro, you be dead. <laughs> I fuck. Oh, my God. It. Yeah, so he says, so I equipped Brachio lasers on my torso. If I call out their name, they'll shoot right at, and they shoot him. He's interrupted by friendly fire of his own body because it doesn't matter. Because, and he even, like, cries out to his own body, being like, no, I was only explaining. Bro, the way he gets, he gets hit so off guard, and, the, yo, Otis so great. The the way he writes the expression, he's like, and da 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 and, like he really sold it, yo. He really fucking sold it, like in 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 the in the in the art, bro. Yeah, that he got caught completely off guard, and then it happened again. <laughs> Oof! It happens again because he turns around and he yells. He says, "You're you idiots! You're only supposed to set shoot when I call out Brachio Lay launchers like an attack name," and he doesn't get to finish that <laughs> because it shoots him again. And so, and it hurts him so bad that he actually has to let go of Sanji and uncoil his weird body. Uh, and Sanji lands on the ground. Uh, Queen is convinced that he's killed Sanji because, you know, he doesn't have the ability, even with his armament hockey, to protect his bones from being crushed. But Sanji right. gets up and he's all bent out of shape like, uh, like uh, a, certain, a certain familiar face from his past. Uh, oh really? I thought you were gonna say Dak Prescott. I was <laughs> oh, gonna say familiar quarterback. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Yikes, Chris!" But look, look who ended up being not a real a, savage. See, I'm not a monster. <laughs> I'm not yeah, gonna... right. <laughs> oh, I guess only I'm so petty to think of that. Yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, this is a very Dak move to get injured like oh, this, God. and also be like, "I could still play." <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> fix it. Oh my God. You started it. You started it. It was your fault. I blame you. (laughs) Okay, so Sanji's pissed off because he's like, fuck, my latent powers are awakening. Because apparently the uh, many uh, experimentations that Judge did on his other sons actually is awakening within Sanji during this battle. Uh, He wasn't a failure after all. Um and Sanji very much resents this because he fucking hates his family. Uh, yes. Queen tries to be slick and come out with a big ass sword, and he like swipes it across uh, Sanji's neck, and it just breaks on his face. 
Grits his cyber sword on his on his fucking face. Yeah, I said cyber sword because you know it's, why not, right? Yeah, everything else is cyborged out. Yeah. Oh man, and Sanji's just like, ah, shit, this sucks. I don't want to be a monster like them. So, and that's where the chapter ends. Um. Oh man, what a great fucking chapter. Yeah, this is awesome. Ah, uh, this is my RGC. I don't give a Certified yeah. RGC. <laughs> Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Is yours, Dead Road. Is it yours as well? Yeah. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. I'll tell you what. It was. It was hilarious. There was development. It had like a little bit of everything. There was behind it. This was... An all-star fucking chapter, bro. It really was. Every now and then, One Piece. Every now and then, One Piece has chapters like this, where it's like, this is One Piece in a nutshell. Yes, it's just yes. It's oh my god, development in the story, the trope, even the trope of of the time of the you know race against time thing that we was talking about before. Yeah, it's pretty much everything is present in this chapter. All together, there's the comedy. There's the weird powers. <laughs> there's the fun, like that weird fu- action, and uh, there's like the development in characters that's like low key deep and stuff, like and reaches into the lore of the series with Sanji getting his robot body now <laughs> mm-hmm. from his family. Uh, so much is going on, and uh, I very much love it. You know what? And I'll tell you what: this wasn't my RGC coming in to recording this episode. But talking uh, talking it through, sometimes this podcast does it to me that when I talk about something with you guys, it's just it reignites my passion for this thing and it makes me look at it and eyes just describing it is like, oh wow, this was fucking awesome after all. So yeah, I'm so ha- I'm I'm very happy with this chapter and I'm so sad because One Piece is off next week. Uh, I I can't believe it <laughs> every time. It was such a great chapter, yeah, and it's left us on such a. So many talking points. I mean, what about Cypher Paul, man? Lucci, he's back. Yeah. But we knew that already. We knew right? Lucci was part of Cypher Paul, but we didn't. I mean, he's not on his way there. He's still. Why is he the leader, though? Well, you know what's interesting is Lucci's on Marie Joie. So. Is he? Yeah, he was there. So he's he made it after the aftermath of what happened there. So he knows what happened. And I think, like, he's a little like scuffed up from whatever battle happened there. Let me look at it again, but wait, wait, wait. Oh, because something oh, no, happened. He is on Marijoa, but he doesn't look like he's messed up by the battle at all. But something happened oh, in Marijoa while while Wano Yeah, was yeah, yeah. So Yeah. During the like during Wano or during, during Wano. So right before Wano. The right? reverie is happening at the same time as this invasion or was happening. Oh my God! This Wano situation has only been ha- only taking place in what a few days. Um, I think Wano overall has been maybe a week or two. Oh my God! No, they—it's probably a little more because they had some time to prepare before going to Onigashima. Yeah, right. There was there, there was, was a prep time. time moment. So, yeah, Reverie only lasts a day though. So, yeah, say like three weeks, unless you guys in the comments have a better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please. It's, please let us I'm, know. I'm, I'm obviously I, very lost. I'm thinking it's like three weeks, but yeah. That being said, uh, well, man, what a great One Piece chapter! I can't wait to see the. 
the the post Wano arc is gonna be one of the best post One Piece arcs ever. <laughs> There's just so much information to dump. That's I don't want to put too much expectations on it. I always love those. I'm shows. never I'm never put down by One Piece. I'm never like you know disappointed. But I just don't want to do the same thing I do to all these other series. Well, I'm saying that because every time that an arc ends, they always get like that info dump of what what happened around the world. Like every time that there's an arc that's finished, I do you know what those chapters are like to me? Like like that rebirth annual. Yeah, they are every time. Or the Marvel Legacy shit when they have you know when they kind of give you a a full sense of the whole universe, like it's all together, mm-hmm. and you hear all the little like storylines and plot lines. Absolutely. But yeah. just you know, obviously, reveries. I mean, these these chapters are much better though. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a lot happening. You know, there's the reverie. There's whatever's happening with Blackbeard. Uh, that we have not heard anything. Yeah, Shanks is apparently going to do something this year <laughs> at some point. Oh, he's going to do something? Yeah, Oda mentioned that, that like Shanks is definitely going to be doing something soon. <laughs> so I'm excited. Oda wasn't because of any pressure. No, 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 no. I think he was just like kind of teasing for a series, you know. Sometimes it'll happen. Um, will he not be cool anymore if we see more of him? I mean, we have to see more of him eventually. He's such a big part of the series. It'll be unavoidable. And I don't think he'll be less cool. I think there's still a lot of mystery and intrigue to Shanks, as there is with a lot of characters like Blackbeard and all that stuff. So, anyway. If he loses a fight to Blackbeard, I'm calling him a buster. Well, he got those scars across his eyes are from Blackbeard. Didn't he have those during the Paramount War? Yeah, but in theory, he's known Blackbeard since he was a kid. If you remember, like that flashback with um, with uh, Odin, you see Shanks and Blackbeard are on, uh, are on the on Roger's crew at the same time. Oh no, wait, right, right. Blackbeard's on Whitebeard's crew, but they've they were concurrently pirates of around the same age range at that time. And they knew each other. So. Oh, wait. Shanks. Yeah, because Shanks was on Gold Rogers crew. Yeah. And then he grew up to be a Yonko. And at, and by the time he was on Rogers crew, Blackbeard was already on Whitebeard's crew. He was on. He was there since he was like a teen or something. Blackbeard, it looked like. I see. So they would have met each other. All right. But he didn't get them scars from some new conflict. With him, no, he basically. got it. He got it a long time ago. Probably before, like, Luffy ate the gum gum fruit because he had the scars yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first chapter. Right. I wasn't 100% sure, but I know I've seen them, like, during the Paramount War. Yeah. Oh, man. Just so much to... Just so much to... Ooh, red about. hair, Shanks. Red hair, Shanks. <laughs> but I guess without further ado, <laughs> we should move on, yeah? Then let's go. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 329, In the Nick of Time, a big-time maverick from the West. And um, I'm also going to reveal that this was Christian's original RGC. Hmm. I'm wrong? Hmm. It, was between, <laughs> it was at least between this and another series. I was very... Oh, I'm, okay. One, One Piece wasn't in the equation even before we started the show, honestly. So... Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. I know. 
I've been surprising you a lot with my RGC choices. But this is My Hero Academia. Um, we open up with just all for one sitting in his chair with life support and still a dapper ass suit. <laughs> look, he always has to look clean. He can't just be yeah, you know lounging around in a t-shirt or something. Yeah, I mean, he had his jail clothes on for a little while, but you know. Yeah. He's got that off. He's got two high-end Nomu beside him. Oh, three. Maybe there's like a third one in the background. Um, And he's explaining how like the convicts that escaped from the various prisons in this world have made it very easy for them to just chill and hide for a while. Um, So, you know, they've won this little battle of hide and seek. Uh, Spinner is with him and he mentions that we could have also won by just leaving the country. And he's like, hmm, you misread my intent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. This is where you're playing checkers, and I'm playing chess, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you little lizard man. <laughs> Listen here, little lizard boy. <laughs> He's basically saying that winning this little match was a short-term objective, and obtaining one for all is just the mid-game goal. Uh, it's not the final goal, uh, and. All for one and revealed is like I've been planning my entire life. I've been planning longer than Eisen has, and I have <laughs> sure. And I have p- friends on the other side. He has so many friends across the globe, and I'm like, damn, how would, how do, how charismatic is All for One? They could just travel around the globe and accrue just f- so many criminals to be on his side. Uh, but- I mean, he's he's the shiestiest nigga alive, you know. <laughs> yeah, I he mean- attracts shiest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he basically said all might may have eradicated organized crime here in Japan, but other nations is a different story. And once that's they really see, gangster, yo. Yeah. And he's like, once, uh, all those like criminal organizations start acting up, uh, each country will just have to fend for themselves at this point because they can't fight us here in Japan and the threats that are at home. Uh, so, you know, this is pretty, uh, pretty sweet for me. Um, and Spinner asks him, okay, what, what's this obstacle and what's the opportunity? And All for One knows of Star and Stripe, uh, the strongest woman around and the greatest hero in America. Uh, and he actually respects her strength. He's like, yo, my tactics probably wouldn't really work on her because she's so fucking strong that she just kind of like, she, she just supersedes any shystiness. Uh, so, you know. Because she's pure. No, I think it's just because. I think it's just because she's like so fucking strong. She's like All Might, you know, in that way, oh. where like All Might can just push through any shiesty behavior with just brute force. Uh, but yeah, yeah, basically, it's like this is a gamble. So the objective for All for One right now is to steal uh, Star and Stripe's quirk uh, and use it on his side. Uh, and once apparently, once he has her quirk. The rest of the shit is easy money GG style. Uh, we call that easy money GG. So <laughs> that's the plan there. Uh, yeah, you can just mop up everything else. Yeah. So he uh, he also says that he has a plan for uh, Spinner. Uh, and it, it turns out that Spinner has become kind of like the hero of the heteromorph community. You know, just like uh, folks who have been, who are like animal people or some kind of physically different from normal human beings that have kind of taken to him as their voice, as their leader in a way. 
uh, and we cut to the out, uh, outside world where a couple of the paranormal liberation front surviving advisors are still around and they used to yeah. work under and these are the ones that used to work under spinner directly and that's something i didn't notice for when they were breaking down the different tiers and different sections of the paranormal liberation front that these guys were actually seen before um mm-hmm. so it's cool to see them again i'm glad that they weren't just like some randomly designed people that they're actually like villains that we'll probably have to see down the line um I'm excited to see them uh, go up against. I imagine, you know, main characters are going to fight against these guys. Um, why do I, you know what I think? I think um, the kid that speaks to animals, I think he's going to fight mm-hmm. Spinner for some reason because he's a heteromorph. That would be crazy. Yeah, he is a heteromorph. Yeah, I think he's going to be. Maybe the, the kid with the tail would be there too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That would be interesting. But that, that would be like, you know. We call that easy money GG. For Ojiro. It wouldn't be. It would barely be a challenge for him. Um, um is is that is that a spinner? Not spinner. Uh, stain. Where in that split face with oh. spinner and yeah, yeah, yeah. That basically, I guess spinner is kind of taking more of a mantle similar to what stain represented in the League of Villains. He's being that for the heteromorph community, I guess. Oh, he does have that mask. He it's he because he likes stain. Yeah, Spinner. Oh, I wonder if they're running into each other. That'd be interesting. Oh, I know it w- they will. They'll have to. <laughs> it's built up. It has to be. Um, so it turns out the League of Villains are actually kind of scattered right now. Uh, we don't know where Toga is. Dobby is. I well, I'm probably gonna keep calling him Dobby because I'm used to it. But Dobby's still out there, just vibing, hiding in the woods. I guess. Um. But yeah, he's uh, all for one. Ba- oh, this is actually um, skeptic uh, talking. He's while he's communicating to any um, people who will listen, just like mm-hmm. just <laughs> just shit posting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's explained that like Redestro saw himself as the light and uh, and hope they represent. It makes no difference whether the League of Villains are true liberators destined. To accept this mission and burden hold them sacred we shall endow them with divinity he's basically doing like propaganda for them um, right and uh yeah we cut back to the heroes uh it turns out best genus and hawks are on their way with endeavor to go meet star and stripe uh they're gonna meet up with her plan immediately don't waste any time uh they got no time to waste uh and it turns out they get uh, uh hawks gets a call well, first of all, Best Genius mentions that there's this treasured vintage denim from the gold rush that he's been meaning to ask about. It's like, is this just going to be a new weapon for Best Genius? I hope so. I think, how funny would it be like to play on that trope of like the ultimate move and it's just jeans? Uh, <laughs> it's just special jeans. <laughs> I like- not, not with any charms or powers, just, oh. <laughs> Those jeans, man. Those are made by this guy. Those are the flyest jeans I've ever seen. Holy shit, he's gonna kill us. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, quaking fear. Yeah, Endeavor calls out to the Gene Mobile, and he's just yelling like, "A report just came in along her flight path, fifty kilometers ahead of the landing point. Is him? He's shown himself." And we get a two-page spread of just a hand. Fly like sticking out of a cloak, and we already know what 
time it is. Surprise, motherfucker. It's uh, Shigaraki uh, flying up to meet Star and Stripe and her fleet of scary government planes. Uh, yeah, a bunch of them. And Star and Stripe doesn't look worried. She's like, hey, such a warm welcome even before I've arrived. Are you that sure? Are you that free to do as you please, mister? Uh, and she asks, are you the villain they call all for one? And in a f- splash page, uh, Shigaraki just looks at her and says, good question. What am I exactly? And he's riding a Nomu in the sky. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Really? Um, Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty, Pretty cool. cool. And the only salvation to this is that Brian isn't here to go <laughs> ham and be like, oh, you like oh. this now? <laughs> I don't know if he would, but I definitely feel like a jackass whenever I actually start liking my hero because I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> no, but um, this is hype as fuck. This is giving me Endeavor vs. The Normal vibes. Oh, yeah. Uh, sudden and, and like... Like, yeah, you about to meet her and see what she's about right now. Yeah, and she I mean, get clapped. I'll say this. <laughs> I did not expect this to happen at all. Uh, this was a really big surprise for me. I didn't expect Shigaraki to just pull up. And be well, like, he met her in the sky. Yeah, he said, what's up? I heard you're coming to fight me. <laughs> Let's just get this over with. Listen, Midoriya developed some of his techniques going up against a sniper lady, right? Yeah. Shigaraki's about to develop going against the strongest hero in america yeah it's like superman and captain america combined yeah basically <laughs> uh very american so Amer- her name is star and stripe which is a captain america special move in marvel versus capcom oh shit Star red stripe <laughs> yeah 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 when, yeah he, he, he it's the combo movie it's two, two like three times yeah exactly i remember that yeah, this was a this was a pretty great chapter, and honestly, I think uh, it gives a little hope that the series actually has more legs than we think. Um, just with like uh, all for one saying like just getting all f- uh, one for all is not the end goal. I have a bigger plan even after that. Uh, you know, it, it gives a little more legs, and there you know they keep mentioning that there are villains across the world. We might see more of that, of uh, just like out outer Japan struggles. Um, I don't know. I feel uh, I feel optimistic. Maybe maybe I'm uh, reading into it, but you know, I like to think that. I like to think that like Horikoshi's like just because I said final act doesn't mean it's not gonna last a couple more years. You know, that's fair. Um, I was actually thinking the same exact thing as you were finishing up talking about the chapter. I thought about it well differently though. I really don't think that we're going to get much of a glimpse into the other countries outside of, like, quick flashes of it. You yeah, know, maybe. I don't think we're going to get any dedicated, like, chapters towards something going on, you know, going on in another country. Mm-hmm. You know, or, the, or any of these kids traveling outside of Japan to help out. Or, you know what I mean? I don't think anything like that's going to happen. But when he calls this the final act, all that can re- all that really means is that like I'm, I'm starting to realize that that just means like look like this is the direction we're heading in for sure a confrontation with all for one that doesn't even mean that the series is going to end after that mm-hmm. i think it will but it, it doesn't and i think it's wrong to assume that it feels so strongly and there's so many battles that can happen before the actual main conflict goes off all of these plans and things all of these despair than getting hope only to have even more despair yeah. and, and some 
You know, there's a lot. There's a lot that can happen. Yeah, there's the people who broke out of the prison. There. Or you talked about Coda versus this dude yeah. Spinner. That's a whole. That's at least three chapters, yeah. probably. And only like underlings, yeah. survivors of the Paranormal Liberation Front that we've seen, but we've never seen in action. Um, yeah. You know, just like you know, Spinner's underlings from before from this chapter. Um, there's a lot of uh, potential fights. I mean, there's 22 characters in the main cast, like of the kids. I think they're like a, it's a full class of children, all of which could, in theory, like or at least most of them could get battles on their own, you know. But yeah, I mean, I thought this was a great chapter. I really enjoyed it. This was a short chapter too. This chapter was uh, fifteen pages long, counting the title page. Uh, Damn. And I think it's because like, well, my Hero Academia's new movie is actually that premise that uh, in their training arc between the war. And uh, and then uh, Bakugo, Midoriya, and Todoroki joining Endeavor's agency, they mm-hmm. took on a mission in America, and that's what the movie's about. Uh, oh, so that's okay. interesting. I don't know if it'll be considered canon. A lot of uh, anime movies coming out these days are uh, are more and more considered canon. There, it's not like how it used to be, where they would just make characters. just because it's canon doesn't mean it's a good story that has any real development as can mistake. Sure. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but it's more like a hey, that happened. That happened. Well, what are they gonna do? Show us a, a certain ability out of nowhere and then make oh, should have seen the movie, you would know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I no. guess that's not so bad. No, they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna just because it's canon doesn't mean it'll be like you miss something by not watching the movie, you know? Um But in any case, uh that's all I gotta say about my hero. I thought it was a fun chapter. Uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I don't have much uh, other words. Do you? Nah. Well, without further ado, let's uh, move onward. The X-Books. We have two today. Uh, first of which is X-Men number four. Uh, the Halloween episode, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, this was not interesting. This, yeah, this was mid <laughs> As the Not only say. was it mid AF, but <laughs> they like completely. Oh man, what okay. did they do to Nightmare, Chris? What do you call that? Let's just get let's just get through it because this will be a fast right. one. Because this is basically a one-off standalone issue where the X Men are all sleeping in their treehouse thing. Cyclops is just having constant nightmares of the times that he's failed people. Uh, and Nightmare, who, uh, who I don't know, just pulls up and is like, mm, delicious nightmares. <laughs> he, <tries> to... <laughs> he doesn't really do anything. Dr. Strange is dead. Yeah, uh, Dr. We should read his comics and find out about that. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to walk around for free now. Uh, I'm just going to be eating nightmares and not have much consequence <laughs> uh, to, uh, to the overall world. This doesn't really... Do anything right. to anyone? Uh, now, keep this. The Nightmare is a, one of the strongest people in the in the entire Marvel universe. Is he? Did you supposedly, uh... <laughs> bro? There was a story where he literally took over every single thing. And he used Doctor Strange to put everyone to sleep. Mm. He took control of Doctor Strange and he put everyone to sleep, and that gave him immense. He the, he the, he. Oh, you know, it, it makes sense now that I'm thinking about it. The strong, he, 
the more people are sleeping and dreaming, the more the stronger he gets. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So now he's just going. He made around. the entire Earth world fall asleep, and that gave him incredible power, and he was able to destroy everybody in the Marvel universe, even like the, you know, the terrestrial that extra, you know, what I'm talking about those things. What are they called? Uh, the giants in space. Oh, celestials. Yeah, celestials. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not doing much now. <laughs> no, he's not doing any of that. I guess because not enough people to sleep. I or guess, something. I guess. Um, yeah. I get it. I yeah. guess it's not. He's just, I, I get it. He's just tormenting the X Men while they're asleep and not really doing anything to them otherwise. Like, it doesn't. No. It doesn't seem to, like, fuck with them outside of this. They just have bad dreams and he just seems to get off on them. Uh, and Jean Grey is having a dream and uh, he. I don't even know what dream this is. They're just. He just has. He's just goes into a dream with Jean Grey is like parading around her Marvel girl costume, I guess, for the first time. Then Emma Frost says some shady shit to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like she just becomes Regina George from Mean Girls. And that's Jean Grey's worst nightmare. <laughs> right. She said, Hey Jean, did you make this? And Jean's like, I did. Did you do you like it? She said it's not for me. Or you. Ooh. I was like, oh, oh snap. Tell that pussy clad girl, me know what. Bang. Bang. Headshot. Yo, That's I, why she's having a nightmare. Jean, that one I understood vividly and clear. Jean Grey? <laughs> Deaded. Deaded by that. I agree with him. I think she looks stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a choice. Uh... So I guess Nightmare gets bored of her dream and is like, yeah, this dream sucks. I'm going to go to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> she said, if I went to see this, I'll watch Housewives of fucking Atlanta. I don't <laughs> I'll watch some reality TV. This can, is boring. I can watch this on RuPaul on Thursdays. I don't have, oh. any, I don't have any patience for this. So, ooh, what about the post-traumatic stress that's experience, that Laura Kenny's experiencing? Yeah, he goes into Wolverine, uh, Laura Kenny's dream. And he's like, yes, she's having a conflict with herself and she's going through memory gaps because she went into the vault and she doesn't remember what happened in the vault. Oh, (laughs) she's stabbing her like vault version of herself because she's like, not only does she not, she has gaps in her memory about it. She doesn't want to accept any of it. So I guess that was probably the most interesting part of this whole entire book. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, it's just reminding us that, like, oh... She knows something. She knows that there's something missing. She's yeah. aware. Yeah. So it's going to be a plot point. You know what I mean? Because she's complicit now. hmm Interesting. Drama. Drama. She's afraid to be loved. Yeah. You got the fortress up. <laughs> okay. So Jean Grey just interrupts this moment as he's just, like, I guess, reaching climax. And he's just... <laughs> <laughs> And she's just like, you will be quiet while I throw you out of here. <laughs> and he's like, no, you unhand me, woman. And then Jean Grey just slaps the shit out of him. And then he With goes, her hand. yeah, and he goes like, I'm going away. Like, <laughs> well, first Jean Grey is like, do you want to know what I said to the people at the Hellfire Gala? And it's just like, 
Jean Grey was just like, I may have killed a lot of people and I'll never make up for it, but you know what? I'm a good guy and I'm going to be a good guy with the X-Men and stuff. And Night- She says something about trying to make up for it. Yeah. And Nightmare just can't handle this positive energy. So he's just like, I'm getting out of here. This fucking sucks. He calls her a sanctimonious wretch. What does that mean? Sanct- what, is a, what is sanctimonious? It means, you know, like holier than thou, you know? Like uh, up in your heart. Oh, like that's uh, saying something about somebody. Like yeah, uh, like yeah. Uh, higher than thou. You know, like acting like all like hmm, I'm trying to be good. You know, like a goody goody, two shoes lady. Sanctimonious wretch. Yeah, so you sanctimonious wretch. And uh, he just goes away on his dark horse that he materializes out of the shadows. And. Uh, he just goes into New York City, I guess, and is just like, mm, I'm going to go check out other people's nightmares. But then Marvel Girl turns into a giant. And, uh, she, <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm not weaker than you, noob, so you're going to have to go away. <laughs> guess what, noob? You're dealing I with don't know what the fuck you thought this was, but I'm Marvel Girl. Yeah, and she slaps the ass of his horse, and then he, he gallops away to wherever. Carajo land. Yeah, it's a Carajo land, and I don't really understand why. <laughs> Just why? Why? What was the point? It was so easy. Yeah, Yo, he, he. I swear, he's a big time villain. I no, I don't know if he's a big time villain, but he had. A, there was an event where, you know, he he was that. He was it. I mean, I don't believe it. He I have him. no respect for Nightmare. You disagree? You think I'm lying on my teeth or I misinterpreted no. the whole story? I mean, I don't I don't see it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the video later. <laughs> he just got pwned. Embarrassingly. Yeah, like, he did. But Marvel Girl, oh, she's an Omega level telepath. Marvel Girl didn't even have to put on her dumb costume in order to do this. She put on her full get to do this. At 3 a.m., she's just like, I'm gonna dress up to take on Nightmare. Bro, she woke up real quick, took care of Nightmare, and then went right back to bed. Like, she went to go get a glass of water or something. <laughs> she woke up quick, fast, showered, put on her costume, and then went to go confront Nightmare. Took him about, like, ten minutes, and then came back, and Cyclops is just like, did you sleep at all, Jean? And she's like, Scott, sleep is for the week. Uh, and then I guess stuff actually relevant to the plot starts happening, because... Uh, Ben Urich goes over to a cemetery to where there has been a grave robbery, and we see that uh, Nathan Summers, a.k.a. Cable's body, has been stolen, as we know from the Cable series, uh, where Deadpool, I guess, took the body and has been housing him in his house in Staten Island. Uh, <laughs> do you not remember that? No, what? Okay, so Deadpool... in, in Staten Island was taken over by monsters and Deadpool became right. the king of monsters in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. So he is, uh, he, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, he took Cable's body and he put it in just this case. And put it in oh, yeah, case. I remember that. I yeah. remember that. It's even, oh, oh, yes, this is similar to that yes. situation. It is that situation because apparently the mutants didn't, weren't, couldn't be bothered with redigging the grave so nobody would notice. Uh, 
And Ben Urich is like, this is interesting. Hmm. I did Wow. This does point to uh, a lot of crazy shit happening in Krakoa because as we know from the last issue, um, Ben Urich is, has been digging into the mutant dying and coming back from the dead craze that's been happening. Hey guys, I, I would say like people come back to life all the fucking time, bro, but I guess it's just happening so much for a lot of mutants that were confirmed dead. Yeah. I mean, so. I think when people, well, it's also that like when superheroes come back, I imagine that there's like stories about it and heroes kind of explain. Usually they like are like, he's back. Maybe they don't tell the whole story, but they're like, he's back. You know, just so you don't feel weird if this guy's just walking around again and you know he did because they reported it. Because um, Ben Urich, they, they mentioned it was because he saw that Jumbo Carnation had died once and then he just saw Jumbo Carnation hanging out. So he's like, what, what? <laughs> and then uh, one of the people who are after the mutants give him a file of all the evidence that supports that the mutants may have unlocked the secrets of immortal life somehow. So he's been digging into that. Uh, meanwhile, in space, uh, Phalong, Mr. Thirst Bucket himself, has floated. What a, what a dweeb. Dude, he's pissed. What that a dumbass. He, he spent his entire life trying to figure out how to colonize Mars. And just when he was about to do it, like probably like two days before he was supposed to do it, uh, Arako took over Mars and he's been salty ever since. So he's going. He's so mad. Yeah, he's so upset. So he goes. Into oh, he's in for such a rude awakening, yo. <laughs> yeah, because the Iraqi don't play. Oh, he has no idea. He has absolutely no idea. Yeah, he has no idea how little they play. You know. So he goes into space and he sets up this whole like ruby quartz thing that like i guess absorbs sunlight and and like magnifies it onto him like a glorified magnifying glass onto an ant and uh he uses the ruby quartz to as a lens to i guess uh make give him all the powers that the sun can in theory uh give you without the skin cancer and burning up alive from it so what? I think that's what he's going for. He doesn't explain exactly what it is, but I think he's definitely trying to get some powers from the sun by filtering it through ruby quartz, which is actually what the right. It's not, yeah, which is actually what the lens in Cyclops' eyes are made out of, uh, in the oh. in the visor that he wears, it, it, that prevents him from shooting out his uh, eye beams at all times. Hey, well, I actually didn't think about this. Um, I thought he. This whole time, he was just conditioning his body to be able to walk around on Mars. That could be survive, it. Survive, you know, or something like that. But I didn't realize that at this point, he could be adding, like, you know, offensive abilities. Yeah, I would imagine. Had, come on, like, why would they be riding? Why would he be sending, a, going, hopping in a rocket all the way to, to Rocco just to get smoked and reprimanded? Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, you're right. He definitely mentions that this is supposed to like get him ready to like live on Mars, but maybe the cosmic rays that he's been trying to get because cosmic rays are main ingredient for most superpowers in the Marvel universe. Right. A la fantastic four. So, you know, he's maybe he's like, he's all, he's also going to get some side benefits from it being super strong, whatever, whatever his powers may be awakened after this. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, you know, this issue is over. That was where it ends. Ninety uh, percent of this issue was worthless. <laughs> yes, the last ten percent were pretty cool, but luckily this was just a one-off story that they decided to tell for some reason. I guess because they figured, hey, issue four is in October. Why don't we do a fun Halloween story that's actually not great? And they were like, okay. Yeah, at all. <laughs> the editor was like, all right. <laughs> you're going to get Are back you sure? to it. I mean, we're already getting a bunch of criticism. Yeah. Are they? I didn't know. I, I have no. No, I don't know. I think some people. I don't know. I'm not in tune at all with just like the community of like American comic readers. So I don't really know how they're. I can't speak for much because I only get it from like two, three different sources. So that's I'm... not everybody. But what have you heard? I, I I'm actually curious as why. No, that I guess that you know X Men seems it's not so much of it being bad in of itself. It's just the comparison from what it was before to what it is now. I see. And a lot of people are you know worried that it's just going to be this very one offish, this very cheesy X Men thing with no real depth to story. Mm-hmm. Like just an extra add on, you know, some fucking. Some bread. Uh, I'm not mad at it how it's been so far because these have been like kind of introductory issues. I can't imagine that these won't play into a bigger thing, especially with the stuff with Ben Eric with like Discovery. Yeah, Discovery. that. I think that's going to be the big yeah. impact and maybe something coming out of Arako with, uh, with this fucking guy just like powering himself up and invading Arako. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know. This issue was, like, not great, except for the last, like, three pages. And even then, it was like, this is cool. But, yeah, nothing crazy so far. Uh, That's all I got to say about it. Uh, Do you want to move on? Yeah. All right, then let's do X-Force, number 24. Uh, Last we left off, uh, there are a couple things happening. Uh, Beast fucked up again. Uh, he has little a little guy running through his entire body because he tried to be sneaky, and it blew up in his face again for the billionth time. So he has gone to Black Tom to uh, make a tiny plant version of himself and try to fish out this little man from his dumb body. Uh, also, there's this little side story with uh, si- uh with uh, Colossus's brother uh, Mikhail, who is planning the downfall of Krakoa alongside Zeno, I guess. And he has this guy named the Chronicler who we don't know about at all, um, except that he seems to be writing something, and Mikhail really wants him to write this thing. Uh, And in this issue, we get more details as to what that means. I think we figured what it was, but this was, I guess, a confirmation of what his abilities are and what he means by the writing. Uh, after Mikhail strong strong arms him uh, into like forcing the issue, because uh, it turns out that his powers are that he can he can manipulate reality to an extent of I guess of, of an individual person's story, so long as it kind of uh, logistically works out. If that makes sense, like if it's something they would th- do, he would have to get into their mind to a degree. And know what they would do in most situations and have a great understanding of this person in order to control their entire reality around them. Uh, did you want to right. cut it? There's a, there's a good text page about it. Um, 
that basically said it's kind of like a like a like he he he, get, he gets in tune with the person and he connects to them and he kind of it's just like a feeling it's not something he does like with with a lot of agency obviously he has at least some agency as he was you know Mikhail was forced to him to write certain things yeah and he was writing certain things but there is he does have limits and it there has to be a natural flow to it. There's rules and yeah. limitations. It's a lot in tune with, you know, how writers are like, uh, he, like this certain character wouldn't do this, X, Y, Z. He has to envision, he has to, in theory, see how, like, how this person would get to this point. He can push the issue, I guess, but it, 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 it takes some maneuvering, I imagine. Yeah, how can I turn Colossus into a traitorous asshole? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's basically the plan there. Um, so, and that's the source of contention between him and Mikhail is that like, he's trying his, his process is just too slow for Mikhail. Uh, he's like, I'm getting to it, but we have to naturally get him there. Uh, and he's like, no slow burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mikhail is just a bad editor and he's like, what are you talking about pacing? I don't like it. Give me what action. I want action action <laughs> So, yeah, he tortures uh, the the guy, uh, the chronicler, until he, ad- he agrees to do what he says and speed up the process. Uh, and we cut to the escapades within Beast's body as uh, Black Tom is chasing down this little man uh, <laughs> as a tiny plant person inside of Beast's body. Uh Colossus has a little scene where he flirts with his girlfriend and is going to get laid. Uh, and uh, we cut back to the body. It's a little fun. I, I really like this little fun adventure that Black Tom has within Beast's body because it's kind of goofy. Uh, Black Tom actually catches up to the little monster, thi- the little mini man, and manages to stab him through uh, the stomach because he tried to be slick and backflip off of this thing. <laughs> And Black Tom's like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. He gets to him, and then he's like, all right, Beast, I got him. And Beast is like, be careful, Tom. <laughs> There's The only way is immediate extraction and incineration is the only way to be sure. And I'm like, fuck you, Beast. You're lecturing other people on how to deal with this guy. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> when you... <laughs> oh, God, the irony. Yeah. And honestly, he's right because even more little men pop out and just start running out of the body. And he's like, ah, shit. Um, they end up in Beast's stomach and uh, Black Tom uses his plant ability to manipulate the salad that Beast ate the other day uh, into uh, forcing Beast to throw up. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, we get more of uh, uh, the Chronicler writing colossus's story as he finishes farm work and he comes home to get in the shower and then smash uh but something happened uh he has uh his girlfriend find out that uh he's been that all of colossus's paintings that he's been painting over the course of the series are actually krakowin secrets uh and she found this out because and she's like upset because apparently Colossus was planning on sending these out and selling these photos to the public or these paintings to the public. Uh, and uh, 
basically at the end of the day, like after this discovery, the chronicler has Colossus kill uh, the girl by snapping her neck in his big metal arms. And uh, <laughs> that like Mikhail changes his tune immediately. He's like, Okay, cool. This worked out. All right. Okay. I'm not mad. Nice. Yeah. All right. Sick. Paul put up some vodka for him. He said, ah, enjoy, comrade. Yeah, enjoy, but comrade. More work to do. <laughs> yeah. You're not done yet, though. Um, we get that informational page of the Chronicler kind of explaining his power to a degree. Uh, and we cut back to Beast throwing up Black Tom and all the mini men that were in his body. Uh Black Tom uses the real Black Tom uses a will of wisp to burn all these things. Uh, That's so cool. It is pretty cool. And um, Beast is like, "Oh God, this sucked." And then he sees that the little man is on uh, Black Tom's nose, and he immediately grabs a scalpel and proceeds to s- try to stab Black Tom in the face. And then he's like. Oh, he takes a minute. I'm sorry, Black Tom, but I must kill you. I must kill you immediately without any other. Like, I came up with this big old science plan to prevent me from dying. But for you, there is no other option but for me to stab you in the dumb face. Um, But fortunately for Black Tom, Beast has a moment of clarity. And he's like, oh, wait, he's not actually on you. He's on my eye. And then he pulls an Uchiha and just plucks his eye out and stomps on it. Uh, Easy, man. With a fucking, what is it with the end of his glasses? Ew. Yeah, it's gross. Oh no, with that knife you picked up. Yeah. So. Wow, I ain't gonna lie, that's pretty tough. I mean, I wouldn't be able when to you do step it. Step on that eye. I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> I would be squeamish. No, I wouldn't be brave enough. <laughs> I'd definitely be like, oh, oh, fuck it. We'll we'll just have you go back in my body again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, uh, it's all right, all right. We'll try again later. Okay. I'll- it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we cut back to uh, Colossus as he's burying the girl. Uh, he's crying, uh, and he goes back. He showers, uh, and he, or he takes a bath, and then he gets a knock on the door. And guess who's there but Professor Xavier. I was hoping we could talk. Oh, man. I think he knows. I heard you was a snitch. <laughs> so I was going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> Where's your girlfriend? I don't know. Uh, you know. Just you out. said she was out. She went out. I'm not possessive yeah, over my true. girl, Xavier. She can Wait, go out. Wait, does he know? Like, does he know that he's, like, doing all these things? I don't know. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that, like, Xavier's like, all right, I know something fishy is happening here. Uh... But I mean, this is interesting. This is so grimy. Yeah, I like this issue. You know the story. Oh God! I'm oh sorry. no, sorry. No, you go first. The story start like started with like uh, with Colossus and and um and Domino having their moments. You know. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that the series is getting wrapped up around him, and it it made sense because his brother was a part of it. And now, like, they have the whole espionage aspect to it where they already had publicly, like, put him out there and everyone shamed Beast for it. But Beast was still wrong. Like, I don't know. He was right, but he was wrong because Colossus is being controlled. This is pretty crazy. This has been a really good issue of uh, 
Oh, well, it's a good... I like where the story's going. I'm really no, interested. I agree. I think this might be one of my favorite issues of the series. I, X-Force... Oh, is a VGI, by the way. Oh, yeah. Same. I mean, easy VGI compared to the other one. <laughs> Yo. I, Certified yeah. VGI. Uh, one for me. Um, very good issue. Certified VGI. Yeah, it was a certified very good issue. Uh, very I, good issue. And I think, like, even on a, a another standard week of X-Books, this would probably stand out as the better one because X-Force has always been consistently pretty good. Uh, it's always been, like, up there. Uh, nothing really, like... Yeah. It's nothing like spikes in, but it's also at its values, you know. Yeah, it's never been a... Play- never did, it's never been in a place where I was, like, well, maybe during like that Quentin Choir arc, I was like, meh. But otherwise, okay. other than that, I was like, if that was the worst of the series, then like this is actually a, a pretty solid series, um, and this is the best issue of it. Uh, I, I enjoy Colossus as a character, and I'm glad I'm seeing more of him. I don't know where he's going to end up with uh, when X-Force ends. <laughs> I hope we see more of him, though, because uh, Colossus is cool as hell, and his beard stays even though he turns metal. Like his beard also turns metal, and I appreciate that. Um, but that's all I gotta say. The X books were like batting a fifty. <laughs> it's uh, batting five hundred. One of them was like literally like right down in the middle. Yeah. So, uh, what, can, what more can you ask for? I guess uh, that's all I gotta say. Though, are we ready to move on? It looks like they're surfing in the next issue. That's interesting. Nice, catching some totally sick waves. Uh, but in any case, I guess we should move on then. Black Clover. This is Black Clover, chapter 308. You know Grinberry all? Uh, all right. So last we left off, uh, Finroll showed up to help his brother, uh, Langris, face off against Zeno. And, uh... They're both going to use their school spatial magic. And I thought this was like, oh, yeah, spatial magic battle, the character development between these two right. characters. And um, they actually catch him from behind. Uh, they, like, use their powers to get into his zone. And, uh, he, uh, and so white. And, yeah, Langris uses his cool swipe technique. Uh, and we just get a totally black panel. We cut to, you know, waking up in a, in a library of that's very familiar and it's it's very similar to where the grimoires are hang, handed out in the clover kingdom um but he wakes up he turn he get he like starts to raise his head a little and in the distance he just sees langris impaled on uh zeno's bones and uh finrol's on oh wait over oh, i don't know which one's the other way they look the same shish kebab yeah he got shish kebabed skewered and you do see like the effects of langris's uh attack on zeno still but be, but even though like it just didn't destroy the heart yeah the spatial magic even as strong as it was couldn't uh it couldn't destroy the devil's heart that zeno now has and you know it's like fuck everything fucking sucks this nothing worked even if I get back up, what can I do? Did I make the wrong choice? He says half of my companions wow. were killed, and uh, and had me had them put me in the unit, and I even trained like my life depended on it. And he actually starts crying. Uh, this is like the most despair. vulnerable. Yeah, this is the most vulnerable and despair ridden that you know has ever been. Uh, 
and he just like is thinking to himself, he's like, is this the end? And he's like thinking about how everyone called him a genius and they thought he was the hope of the hood, essentially. And right. He, he, I, yeah. And he was like, I was chosen and envied and hated and trusted and I suffered loss and I swore. And then he remembers Asta. He's like, I made a vow with him and this is not all I am. And he tries to get up and all of a sudden he's just in this white space. And with a voice calling out to him saying, yes, that's right. I am you. But you have your own strength as well. And then we cut back to reality. And it's a Spade Kingdom grimoire. Just floating before, uh, you know. And the heavens start opening up. And uh, the people from the outside are like, I knew it. Master, you know, is. Uh, and I, I forgot who this uh, elf's name but he starts thinking, like, it's as I thought. His wind magic. It's Leeks and Tatia's dot, dot, dot. And we cut back to Yuno as he gets up and he says, I will save my captain and the others. I'm going to save the kingdom and become the wizard king. And so you're going down. Big two-page spread with Yuno with his fairy thing plus two different grimoire. And he's about to go ham on Zeno. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, this was probably going to be my RGC, uh, if not for how much fun I had recapping One Piece. But Yeah, this is definitely the runner-up for me. Oh, yeah, what a great chapter. And you know what? It is the really good chapter of the week for the audience. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. And for once, I have no qualms about that. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Honestly, this RGC was very close. I think Black Clover won by one vote this week. Uh, My Hero Academia was very second. It was like right behind it. Uh, and Undead, Undead Unluck came in third. One Piece came in last, which I'm like, what are you guys, what are you guys talking about? How could it come last? Um, so wild. Yeah, but I mean, this was a great chapter. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's. For as much as uh, grief as I give Tabata, every now and then he shows me why he's like like his true potential as a writer, and why I enjoy Yuno so much. Because uh, Yuno's like very easily when we, when Black Clover started, everybody was like, "Oh, Yuno's this, this is like Naruto and Sasuke all over again." Yuno's yep. such a Sasuke. Yeah. And over the course of the series, he's just like so differentiated from himself. Uh, to not necessarily be a Sasuke, but like I said, he's Yuno Jordan. He has his own like, inter- like funny, but very serious personality where he just like is just as competitive as the main character. They have the same goal, but they're pursuing it in the same way. But they're two sides of the different coin because Asta came from nothing, whereas Yuno came from everything. Like he's a prince, but he is also yeah, yeah. But he also has like. He, he was also given away. He also lived the life of an orphan as far as he knew. So he understands struggle and he understands that he's not just a prodigy. He worked hard. He mastered all these things and he was always the best just, just because on top of natural talent, he worked right. hard. Uh, but yeah, he's just a, he's an interesting character and the more, and I like that this series took a while to really make him vulnerable. It really pays off. Because in the last few, right, in the last couple arcs, you see that you know yeah. is not infallible. Because a lot of the series, he's kind of a robot. He doesn't really talk much, and that's fine. That's not like an indictment on him. I actually kind of like that because like his impartiality yeah. to a lot of things is 
comedically funny sometimes. Um, but, you know, things start to get to him as he gets older and he experiences things that gets close to people. Uh, and I think that's great. This is like great low key character development that Tabata is actually very good at. Um, he hides it. Under yeah, the- that was really low key. He's very he good a closed off that. foster child that only had one real friend that he felt close to and open to. Mm-hmm. And that was Asta. Yeah. But he developed real relationships along the way. And yeah. Yeah. That was very well said. That was a great point, Chris. Yeah. And this chapter is just like a continuing drawing the parallel between him and Zeno. Because Zeno is very much the same thing. He just like Zeno just can't hack it, you know. Because at the end of the day, Zeno, Zeno went back to his place of privilege and asked, He's <laughs> like, Daddy, can you get a demon, please, Daddy? Please. Daddy. I killed my friend in battle, Daddy, and I want a demon Yo, now. Yo, true. Yo, dead ass. He's like, okay, I'll take the fortune. Mm-hmm. I fucked up. Yeah. Fucked up hard. Lost my friend along the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great chapter. Um, very justified audience RGC. Uh, I've already said my piece. Do you have any thoughts, Josh? Nah. Oh, this was a this was a great chapter. Too bad I couldn't give it to RGC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very close. I just had so much fun with One Piece this week. Uh, yeah, it was it was a champ. When One Piece is firing in all cylinders, it can't lose. Yeah, unless it's up against World Trigger, and World Trigger is ex- exceptionally dry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I can't wait for it to come back. Um, but in any case, uh, I guess we should move on then. Undead Unluck. Dead Road. <laughs> is that what it's called? Is that what this chapter is called? No, no, no. But that's the name of one of his moves. Oh, Dead Road. It's real cool. Dead Road. Yeah, you'll see. Well, you'll see. You'll see when it comes. Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, Undead Unluck Chapter 82. Take a look. Uh, last we left off with Undead Unluck, uh, Billy and Andy were going at it while Yuko climbed to the top of the tower to confront the UMA known as Spring. Uh, and <laughs> Billy has six powers that he uses in a revolver-esque way. Gangster. Very cool. Uh, I'll give him one of these. Well, it's called Partner, but it should be called Gangster Time. Uh, one of his abilities is actually goes way back to the beginning of the series where Gina had the ability of unchange. And he had Andy on the ropes just kind of like frozen in unchanging air until I guess Andy was able to pull off his skin and escape the unchangeable air. And it's real gross. <laughs> and uh, guess what? It doesn't get any less gross. <laughs> I, I don't know how they're going to listen to an anime, but uh, yeah, he's sitting oh, it's there. Be great. There's muscle just exposed underneath, uh, and he just blows, he blows up his fucking body with blood, uh. <laughs> and he escapes into a building somehow, not just into a building, but to like the third floor of a building, and I'm like, damn, that's fast. Uh, so he's just sitting there thinking, you know, about his abilities and is like, well, you know, I can't afford to make another mistake. And he thinks of all the abilities that he's had. Uh, and he starts to rip off his own skin continuously. And I'm like, all right, ugh, I get it, but uh, it's gross. Uh, <laughs> and it feels like, it 
I can't, I can't even. Uh, and he starts to think about how negation abilities get stronger as your mind develops. Uh, the further you get along in your journey as a person, whether whether it's confronting your past and your present, uh, your negation and your understanding of your own ability grows stronger. So, you know what? He's like, I'll show you the potential that negators hold. And he comes out as a fully blood figure, like he's walking blood. Uh, so cool. It is pretty metal as hell. Uh, you read the Gray Man, right? Yes. I, I mean, I I think I stopped around the 15th issue uh, volume. They stopped coming out here for a while. Uh, they started coming out here now. Again. Dude, though. Crowley. Do you remember Crowley? Oh, the yeah. Vampire dude? Yo. Bro, that... he gets into a fight uh, at, at some point. I know exactly this guy, what you're talking about. Gray Man, sorry. I don't know if you remember, but bro, I know I remember because we. I don't. I forget who we fight against, but yo, he is. He basically gets put in a fucking coffin, like he gets body body, like. But then the nigga, like he basically uses all the blood in his body and forms himself and and fights, and that shit was so crazy, dude. Like uh, they find out that the innocence wasn't in his teeth, but it was actually in his blood. Yo, so he was able to fight just as a blood person. That shit was. That's what this reminds me of. As soon as I seen that, I was like, "Wow!" You know what? But it was so epic in the gray man because he just—it was just pure oh, willpower. He was, was like, such a well "I don't written... fuck about nothing else. I'm not losing." That was such a well-written <laughs> fight. It's ingrained in my mind because we read that in high school, and when right. we read that, we were losing our minds. We were out. It of... was so epic. Yeah, because he wasn't supposed to be that gangster, man. Because they just ran. He was just like a new site. Even One Piece wasn't that gangster, but they knew when they got a oh, new no. character. Like, yeah, Crowley. Cro- yo, Crowley just put on. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't even in his arc or right immediately right after. Just like when they got to the next, like, major thing, he just was, he, oh man, he put on for his team. Yeah, Crowley. Yeah, respect to Crowley. Crowley was pretty much instantly my favorite character in DeGrayman after that yeah. one. That was he definitely was fight. my favorite. Yeah, I want to reread. They, they have all of D. Gray Man on the app. I should read that again. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta read it. Oh yeah, it, it, it gets to a point where it's, where it turns into like a monthly manga, and yeah, I, I don't know. I well, you'll see. We'll, I didn't read. Maybe we'll on... talk about that. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to like talk about D. Gray Man. Yeah, I want to reread Gray you know Man. It should, was awesome. We should do that. We should like. Try to catch up to it and maybe add it to the lineup. If I don't know if they release it here, though, that's the thing. I think they only release it in volumes here, but they don't put it out as chapters come out. You would want to take it chapter by chapter. No, 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 no. no. We wouldn't cover it chapter by chapter, but I guess like if we find out that they release it on the app or whatever on Shonen Jump's website, we can cover it if it does. Right, right, okay, and and it's entire okay. But anyway, back to yeah. Yeah, back uh, to Undead Unluck. Uh, yeah, yeah undead, he's a full-ass yeah, yeah. blood clone. And not only that, he just continues to spawn off more blood clones. Uh, oh, in the nastiest way. Uh, it's really gross because he says that they're life-sized scabs. So I guess the front... Essentially. Yeah, he just like dries up the blood that is the front of the body into the scab-like thing. Uh, and every time... Well, the- Every time, like, there's a defense put up by Billy, he clones himself with the blood and moves behind him where he's uncovered. Uh, sheesh. Is right. That- and what's what's scabbing him up is when he gets hit by the um, unchanged. 
That's yeah. how, you know, then he just rips right out of it. That's why it leaves a casing because yeah. of the unchanged. Yeah. So, like, it just looks so crazy, man. It, it, it got less gross when he was just in this blood form, when he wasn't ripping his skin off. I, I didn't like that too much. <laughs> no, I wasn't a fan either. Um, but yeah. The name of the move, Dead Shadow. Yeah. Ah, oh, so cool. Oh, then he hits him with another special move. Yeah, he uses the Dead Road. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he, it doesn't really hurt Billy initially, but he knocks him into uh into a river that like was nearby and the water starts to like fill up the air barrier that he's created so he has to uh get rid of unchange and swim back to shore where he meets uh fucking andy already ready with his finger gun with his spirit gun uh pointed they had their guns drawn to each other and um yeah basically He's just like, you should have left. Un- <laughs> he tells him what he should have done. He coaches him. He's like, yo. Right. You should have you should have kept Unchanged active and fought underwater while choking. That's what I would have done in uh, being undead. And he explains, right. like, you know what? And this is why you can't beat me is that your powers, although you have, all, uh, you have access to six negations, you don't have the necessary experience and skill that comes with having them all your life and and training with them, mm. discovering new ways to use them, being creative with your abilities, you can only use them to a certain extent, and you can't beat experience, basically. Um, and I think, like he also, may, I, maybe there's like a limitation in general that you can't you can't use them to their max potential uh, because you're not the inherent user of this negation. Yeah, there's no way to, you know, what I'm saying, unless you go, maybe unless he goes to his own experiences using them in life. Yeah, but they they just wouldn't affect him because he's controlling them yeah. in the first place. It's not the same. Um, yeah, that was a really interesting point. I like that, but that makes me wonder, man. What is his actual ability? It hasn't been revealed yet, and maybe he'll try to. Yo, maybe he'll be able to replicate Uma abilities, or you know, like the other. I think it's exclusive like to summer or something. I think it's exclusive to uh, negations, as opposed to. Well, how could he upgrade it then? Aside from just getting more know. or making it like in a cool way. I don't know. I I mean that's the question, I guess. Because uh, cre- like abilities and undead unluck are really creative, and cerebral. So I I wouldn't uh, presume to be an expert on it. Right, it'd be real hard to guess. Yeah, but. In any case, uh, Billy just kind of like talks about how not all negators are strong as you. Some lose heart. Some take their own lives. Ability users suffer right. more in proportion to the greatness of their ability, and there's no need for them to struggle. All weak negators need to do is live and keep being used by me. The only ones who should face God are the strong. Oh, which is actually, I, guess. I mean, it's kind of like I get it. I get his like point. It's twisted, you know. Like it's not like the good. It's not a good thing. But there's moments where you humanize a villain as not necessarily make their actions uh, explainable or acceptable, but you see how they get to the logic. And the way he sees using other people's abilities is that, yeah, he uses people and all that stuff, but he takes the brunt. It's so he can take the big responsibility away from them. 
and they don't need to suffer at the hands of God because he'll like use Like a big them. brother. Yeah, because he'll use them, their abilities to confront God for them. And I think that's what he was trying to say. Uh, yeah. It's very cool. Big brother. Damn, Matthew. you've been on fire this episode. Oh, Holy shit. Oh, my God. But the analysis. Damn, I'm just a spectator. <laughs> I'm, I'm witnessing this. Yeah, I've been writing a lot. <laughs> so I, I'm getting in tune with this part of myself now. <laughs> no uh, kidding. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, tell us what you guys think. I could be, tell, if I'm wrong, if, I, if you agree, please uh, inflate my ego. I need it. <laughs> I need it, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a this is a pretty cool chapter. And uh, but Andy says like, agreed. But guess what? All of us, we are strong. If you think I'm lying, just look with your own eyes. And they look out into the city, and they notice that the cherry trees are wilting. Uh, and not just that, not really that, but they're collecting at the top of the tower. Uh, so. At that point, they figured that, like, Foucault must have done something to really draw the attention of Spring. Uh, mm. So at that moment, uh, Andy cuts off his own head and is like, <laughs> now let's do some blossom viewing. And he says, he asks Billy to wrap him in Unchanged. And he's like, what? Why? What's your game here? And he explains, like, I ain't going to be able to change you. But so we should look at, take a look at Foucault together. I'm positive she'll be able to change her as we get a big two page spread of Fuko confronting spring spring is such a cool character design by the way uh right this two page spread is really cool uh, i really like it it is it makes Fuko look really cool but the hair the 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 clothed guy looks <laughs> yeah. fucking terrified it is funny how clothes just like fuck <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, what a great chapter! The manga have all been great this week, honestly. Um, I'm uh, yeah, it was a pretty solid week. It was fun. Yeah, uh, Undead Unluck is so fun when it's like shooting. It's shooting, man. It's it's really fun and very enjoyable to read. Uh, and I can't wait to see how Fuko does it. Obviously, his Spring's powers are predicated on luck because of his whole dice rolling thing. Fuko, they're gonna play a fucking game. They're gonna play some type of like yeah. they're gonna play some squid games. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna play some sweet <laughs> games out here. Uh, some, some some chance ones. I'm very excited though. With the marbles. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have uh any more thoughts outside of that. Do you? Do you have any thoughts, Josh? Nah, man. Right. I'm ready to wrap this up. Hell yeah! Then let's close it out. That has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening, as per usual. Uh, we do this every week, of course. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinall, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37, Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well at New Jump City. I don't think I mentioned that in the opening, but uh, follow us there especially. Uh, we do a yes. really good chapter of the week poll that um, you can vote on your favorite chapter of the week and we will reveal it on the next week's show which is usually recorded on either Wednesday or Thursday uh, so check us out uh, you can uh, email the show at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about or any opinions you guys want us to read on the show we'll definitely do that uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and share it and you know build this little community so please right. do so 
uh, you can uh, also comment. Comment on the videos that you watch. If you're watching uh, uh, any of the videos, there will be more highlight breakouts. I'll be better about it, I promise. Uh, but yeah, there will be uh, comment what you thought about this week's issues. We'll read them. If you guys want us to read them, just let us know that you want us to read them on the show. Uh, and uh, subscribe while you're at it. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that uh, subscribe button. Smash that like button. Share it. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Pandora, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are on there. And, uh, you know, if you uh, uh, the audio versions come out first. So, you know, it'll be a good way if you guys want to hear it before it comes on YouTube. Uh, you can. Uh, and I think that's it. Without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening. And stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening.